0: Hello and welcome to The Schism. This podcast is all about critical thinking, dot connecting, the nature of reality, and trying to uncover the truth about the world we live in, society, who we are, and where we come from. Hello and welcome to another episode of The Schism. Today I'm joined by my co-host Adam. Hey. Hey. And... D-Fran, back in the building. The decoder. Oh, hello, boys. How so, you doing? In this episode, we're going to be talking about predictive programming in pop culture and Hollywood movies, and the deeper esoteric meanings encoded in these films, as well as their predictions about our future and the direction that humanity is being taken down. Which isn't a good one. No, does isn't. Right. Definitely not. Um, it's sometimes called, what did you hear it? Uh, predictive programming, but I've heard it called like preemptive programming. Yeah, you, I, think I, I you, called it something else, but I don't know if it's right. Pre-co- pre-cognitive programming, yeah, right. but I don't know if that's... I think one. now yeah, it's, I think it's just, just widely known as predictive programming, but I, I have heard it called like a few different things. Yeah, you too. And before we get into examples, I kind of just want to break down what predictive programming is because some people listening might not know. No, when I run it by Chloe, she has no idea. Yeah, yeah, it's not like a widely talked-about thing down the pub. No, no, your your subconscious knows all about it. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) it's very familiar. Most people's conscious brains are, predicted what? What, is that like the predicted text on your phone, is it? Like, guessing the the programmes you're watching or something? I've got to get this app. No, it's actually the theory that the government or, like, the powers that be are using fictional movies and books as a mass mind control tool to make the population more accepting of future planned events or just the direction that... The future or humanity is going down in in general. The, the sense yeah. that the sense was you could be shown something in advance that will slowly sink in, sink yeah. in. Yeah, used to the idea yeah. of when it does happen. You yeah. won't be as scared yeah. or alienated from this event. happening. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and especially when you're talking about themes, it's like the more and more you're seeing these things, and the more it's getting kind of drummed into you and drummed into your subconscious, then. You're going to be so familiarized with these things that you're just going to think, oh, it's a natural progression. Yeah. You know, this is just inevitable, almost like it's a self fulfilling prophecy. Like, this is the direction that we're going to go down. And as you're seeing things in Hollywood movies and then down the line, they're, they're slowly sort of coming true in reality. You're so kind of used to it that you just think that it's normal yeah. or that it's inevitable. Yeah, because you can't go straight to the end result because that's too drastic. So you need to sort of warm people up yeah. way in advance. Yeah, so you're you're basically planting seeds and then over time society changes in the way that you're saying. But like you said, it's it's a gradual thing. And David Ike calls it the totalitarian tiptoe. Yeah. <laughs> which, yeah, is, yeah, which is so perfect because it yeah. is in tiny little tiny steps tiny little steps that you don't realise yeah. it's happening and then now and again there'd be like major world events could be a war could be a pandemic <laughs> or could be uh, you know, a terrorist attack or <laughs> yeah. yeah aliens yeah. Or whatever yeah. Like a, you know an event or a false flag event that transforms society in a big way and then it's sort of like tiptoe 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 giant leap Tiptoe, 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 yeah. it, it kind of feels like these major events give society a big leap, which it needs now and again, but then you can follow on the gradual tiptoe for a while longer. But they get impatient, I feel like. Yeah. yeah. They want a big, big old leapfrog now and again. Yeah, so predictive programming was first popularised by Alan Watt and he defines pre-programming as a subtle form of psychological conditioning provided by the media to acquaint the public with planned societal changes to be implemented by our leaders. Basically, just getting us used to getting us familiarized with stuff that we think are natural progressions, and in turn, lessening public resistance mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. commotion. Yeah. And you know, introducing concepts that seem like far fetched, but if you introduce them enough times, then they seem more likely and more acceptable. Whoa. Over- oh, hello, <laughs> are you kidding me? What, what is that? <laughs> I'm uh, bidding on something on eBay. Sound like a fucking raid on the bunker. <laughs> and that's the. Why Why is your phone on? Uh, I don't know, but I got a bargain. That's <laughs> oh, yes. right. Um, I mean, okay, can't get much more. Sorry, sorry, it's off oh, now. Professional he's off this. now? It's completely off. What sorry. are you bidding on? A tabletop? A tabletop. <laughs> I've got it for £1.20. Oh, apologies it's to totally everyone. Wow. <laughs> £1.20, and you thought it was that important to leave it on during the podcast. Right. They're, they're usually about £150, quid and i just got it for £1.20. It's a tabletop. But I need it. What <laughs> could I for you for It's only a, a round bit of wood to go on top of the table. Okay. I've, I've got like a really nice piece of cast iron right. garden furniture, but the, the top is all warped, and okay. these are about one hundred and fifty quid. I just so they just want someone to... to take it away, basically. and I got it for one pound twenty. You yeah, know, another man's junk. Yeah, man's yeah. Sand it down. You know, give it Ooh, a bit some, of varnish. Oh, some you know some real wisdom there. Yeah, sand it down, sand give it a bit again, of varnish. Yeah, yeah, another man's junk is another man's treasure. Yeah, treasure. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Why are you talking about another man's junk? Yeah. You know? <laughs> That sounds a little bit... <laughs> <laughs> you know, you're talking about another man's junk. you kind of lost me already yeah. a little bit. And It's your treasure, is it? Is another what man's saying? junk it's is your, your treasure? treasure? It'll be my treasure when I found it. Yeah. <laughs> That's the gayest Chinese proverb I've ever heard. <laughs> right, okay. So, swiftly moving back.
1: Alan Sorry.
0: Watt. Alan Watt is a legend, by the way. I mean, are you familiar I, with this Okay, so I mean, I, his I've voice is his, like silk. I've heard, I've heard his voice. I've heard him speak a few times. I've never read anything by him, but I've either. always heard other people credit him and talk about him. Uh, and he's one of those ones that I've like heard so many times that I've actually written his name down in my notes in my yeah. phone, like. You need to yeah. check out this guy. Yeah, he's a bit of a like. He's like someone like Terence McKenna. He's just like, yeah, uh, uh, you know, a writer, but then also like he's a lecturer. He's uh, he's a philosopher as well. Yeah, a philosopher. Oh, you know. He's interested in the nature of reality, um, psychedelics, and yeah, he was also the first guy that kind of really defined pre-programming. Yeah, he could see through the bullshit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. but. It's this sort of idea of like, because TV and movies are thought of as just entertainment, your kind of guard is lowered and then subliminal messages can go straight into your subconscious because you're just thinking, it's just a movie. Yeah. And then you kind of like categorise things in your brain. Like Let's say your average person that's like, oh, I don't believe in ghosts or paranormal stuff or whatever. That's stuff that's in the movies. So straight away, they're kind of putting it in that box and if someone cottons on that you're a bit of a conspiracy theorist and you're talking about weird stuff they might say something like oh you've been watching too many movies mate or you know (laughs) it's it's, it's a a kind of knee-jerk reaction from a lot of people because they compartmentalise anything that's to do with the paranormal or can't be explained or conspiracies or mysteries or whatever as just TV or science fiction or, or movies. Or ho- hokum or whatever. Yeah, yeah. or Hollywood. Mm. and, and it, So it does that job great when you think about it, as well as getting people used to, the more and more times they see a dystopian future portrayed in a movie, the more and more likely it feels that it's going to happen in our world because they've seen it so many times and therefore they think well, well it's just it. predestined. That's yeah. just the way things are gonna go. So say in a movie when they're using tanks or planes and all this stuff, like they are dealing directly with the industrial military complex and a lot of the time they're they're dealing with, you know, CIA and stuff like that. So, you know, in like we mentioned Top Gun earlier. Yeah, like they, they wouldn't have even been able to make that movie. No, like to put those those planes in the sky would have cost the whole, whole budget of yeah. like the movie. They're just so expensive to fly, like fuel, everything, even the planes in themselves are just unaffordable out for like, a film production company. And of like aircraft carriers as well, you can imagine just getting one of those out at sea would. Yeah, yeah. So then it's sort of a case of okay. So then if the industrial military complex or a government organization like the CIA is directly involved in the movie you can imagine that they would have some sway over what the content of the movie was and how how they were portrayed for certain also as well like it's not a giant leap to think that say like if you just take it out of the the west for a second if you heard the Chinese government or the Russian government or something was making movies that they were using as propaganda that were like pro-government and painting their nation as the good guys and painting other nations as the bad guys and they were using it as propaganda you wouldn't you wouldn't dismiss that would you you could get on board with that like oh yeah i can imagine that but then when it's about your own country or what's happening in the west or hollywood you sort of think oh no they wouldn't do that i mean we're just as bad it's probably just we're, we're not as aware oh yeah i think you're right because when you think about it in how many movies is like the bad guy like russian
1: china <laughs> yeah, or, yeah. or china i, yeah. I think i've
0: like lost count actually yeah like we are russian yeah communist even down to like rocky rocky 4 it's like america versus the russian yeah right yeah. Even, even when it's in a box was it drago something. even in the song even in the song like bone heart was it man against man east against west wasn't it even says it in the song yeah, yeah right, right. It was yeah. burning hot, By a Yeah, so it yeah. doesn't matter. It doesn't okay, have to yeah, be yeah. necessarily in like a war scenario. It could just be in the boxing ring, but it's always reaffirming that idea of like, they're the enemy, mm. you know, they're the rival superpower that at any moment could strike. And then China as well is always sort of presented in like kind of, a kind of similar way. Or like, say, um, like the Middle East... Like, yeah, yeah. yeah we always get some like Middle East and like Wacko or something that's like a, like a terrorist, like uh, es- Osama bin Laden. Especially, looking, especially <laughs> around nine eleven, 11 as well. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. like every, every terrorist on every, terrorist, every film was from the Middle East. Middle yeah. Yeah. And even yeah, bef- just before that as well. And like the same themes keep cropping up again and again. Like, and that's kind of what, what I want to talk about a little bit more rather than going into like a lot of stuff about pre-programming is look at this specific thing where it showed the date of 9-11 in an episode of the simpsons or something like that i don't know if you know what i'm talking about there like Mm -hmm. it's where like bart has a is like holding a brochure and it says like new york nine cents and then there's the two towers so it says Mm -hmm. new york 9-11 yeah and has the two towers and people are like was this uh Right. I think yeah. haven't there been like quite a few of those. This is like, we were like, so, yeah. like yeah. the Trump going down the escalators. Right, yeah. And these are really specific things, like yeah. actual moments or spelling something out like there's another famous one in the Matrix movie where Neo is having a conversation on the computer it's where he's like typing in like what is the Matrix? Or they're talking about either Morpheus or Trinity and they're or saying that like, they're, they're a domestic terrorist. Yeah. And talking. then they tell him to follow the white rabbit, yeah. as you said, and and then he gets a knock on the door, and it's the and it's the people like come to the club or whatever. yeah, it's the girl who used to be in Neighbours and she got a tattoo with the white rabbit. Come to the club. She's yeah. <laughs> like some like sexy Eastern European chick, Russian probably. I don't know yeah, that's she like, was from like, Australian. Be she be from Neighbours. She's not Australian in the Matrix, Oh, no, 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 in the She's Matrix. She's like, come no, no. to the club. Followers of my bandits. And then Neo reaches for his passport, and then when he opens the passport, and that you can only mean, really this, see yeah. this if you did, like, like stalls, stalls it. And, so, and, and pause at magnification as well. It wouldn't even. When he reveals cool. his passport, it says on it, oh. his expiry date of his passport is 9-11-2001. Mm. That's... that's- Amazing. So these these are like the things, like we're saying, they're more niche and very purposely almost. You know how films can be quite suggestive over a long period, but these things we were talking about earlier, very specific. That like they've been well, dro- like Easter eggs. You know how like you're saying, like yes.
1: Yeah, so kind of,
0: of. It's like someone could be so coincidental. Easter eggs. Thousand thousands <laughs> of people <are> going to die. <laughs> 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 it's not, it's not, it's not quite as fun as an Easter egg. Yeah. It's an <laughs> Easter egg, but it it's got nails in it. Yeah. It's like one of them bobbing apples that you go for. But it's got razor blade. <laughs> you know, it's some, a some razor could blade. be mad coincidences. Some yeah. could be, but some of them almost were too good to be true. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's how, and, and I kind of see it as being split between the two. Like there's the there's the pre-programming that is the this these really specific. Like look, oh, Bart's holding the thing and it says nine eleven. And there's two twin towers. Like they're telling us and that kind of stuff. I'm like. It could be a coincidence. I mean, the chances of it being a coincidence are pretty slim, to be fair. But at the same time, you kind of think, they write so many episodes exactly. and there's so many gags in each episode exactly. they're that bound yeah, they're to bound to cross over. Thing yeah, on, on something down the line. And plus, there's something like The Simpsons is very much like a social commentary. It's very general it. as well. Yeah. You know, the Topic and, is huge. You know? and, and so okay. they're, they're, they're sort of thinking, who would be the most outrageous president? president you know, exactly. You know, someone yeah, like Trump. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, it, it was so far from the truth at that stage. Exactly. But then yeah. also... Yeah. Like there's interviews of Trump that you can go back and watch in like the seventies or the eighties or whatever, where he's on talk shows and they're like, "How would you feel about uh, running for president?" And he's like, "Well, you know, wouldn't we'll rule it out." Kind of thing. Like, the, yeah. them seeds were being planted long ago. So yeah. the writers of The Simpsons, creative people that are very much tuned into what's going on, like they're mm-hmm. they're probably picking up on stuff like that and going, oh, wouldn't it be funny, funny if we put yeah. that in The Simpsons?" Yeah. That's so crazy it could happen, you know. I mean, like, if, if we saw a guy Adam Sugar as Prime Minister, we'd yeah, think right. that was well funny. Like, yeah. So it's exactly the same yeah. thing. Yeah, and you'd think, oh, yeah, he's, like, the ultimate capitalist, so I guess that would make sense, wouldn't it? Down yeah. the line, if, like, someone who's, like, Mr Big Shot businessman would become president because that's just the sort of thing that we would do. We would elect that kind of person because yeah. that's the way that society is heading it. Like in Back to the Future when Biff becomes... <laughs> President me basically is Trump. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> really. I mean, there's even a brilliant meme of like Trump with all these guys like administration and, and it's next to a picture of Biff and all these yes. goons yes. from Back to the Future <laughs> really, really? and it looks like almost <laughs> no, identical. Yeah, yeah. that's, that's <laughs> great. Amazing. But yeah, these more specific things I think are really easy for say like critics or, or cynics to go, yeah, but come on, that's just a coincidence and half of them or, or more most of them, even I kind of look at it and go, "Well, you know, that could be just a coincidence." And but the, but the themes you can't deny because the same dystopian themes are coming up so regularly that you can't just go, "Nah, there's you, you know, there's nothing there." But but you're getting hit with both because there are so many examples of these weird prophetic things that have been in films that have predicted future events. I mean, the 9-11 thing is in a lot of films. Even if you look at the first Die Hard poster, it's like one tower that looks like it's split into two because of the gap in the middle, and then they're both on fire, and there's like a helicopter or whatever. But it's so... When you look at it now, it's so reminiscent of the Twin Towers. You sort of think, whoa. Wasn't there like a rap group and... Yeah, yeah right, and the, and 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 their, and the front, and their front cover, cover of their albums, they're out. Like, yeah, they might change cells. it or something. Yeah right. Well, yeah. do you remember that? It came out roughly what, around the same it, time what, as what did, did he say? Time to get paid. Blow up like the, the world, world Trade. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He, I mean, he obviously meant blowing up like money. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's kind of crazy hearing that lyric now. Blow mm-hmm. up like the World Trade. Insensitive. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't know. <laughs> well, we should have known. But, yeah, it's kind of weird. I mean, the Twin Towers crop up again and again, but you but you kind of just think, well, you know. How much is coincidence and how much is actually, like, these warnings, these warnings that we should actually be taking note of? Yeah, or, like, stuff like that, where it's just, like, a specific, like, date and time. You sort of think, well, what's that achieving? Because, like... And that's what I'm thinking. You know what I mean? Now. It's so, so specific. Yeah. Oh, what yeah. that's going to make... When 9-11 does happen, someone's going to go... 911 yeah makes sense yeah because no, because <laughs> the secret before if it like just say just say like the, the whole idea was to get people to approve going to the Far East for war and that was the end goal like you wouldn't think that they need to be so specific about pre-programming the singular event of 9/11 years in advance, like, all it would need, all you would need to do is keep on pre-programming terrorist attacks by in the Middle East. Unless it's being done for some sort of, like, ritualistic kind of reason, like, they want to put the date out in popular culture to kind of cement the fact that, like, is it a little bit like a serial killer leaving his clues, or they're telling you what's going to happen, they're putting it out into popular culture and through it being cemented it becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy like is it some kind of like ritualistic thing like they think that this gives it self-fulfilling power in some sense yes i i heard like something very similar in the sense that they the reason they like their symbology and being there in broad daylight but being there subtly is they're they're sort of like doing the minimum to let that you know so it's not technically as bad as... The final game of it. Yeah. yeah the final yeah. version of whatever it is. Exactly. Yeah. Like so spirit. is it more like, well, if we put it in the small print... Yes. Then, then it doesn't really matter. So it's almost like some sort of, like, karmic contract. Yes. Like, because that, yeah. they haven't completely lied, they've told people, but they put it in the small print, they've hidden it yes. covertly. Yeah. But technically... They haven't broken any kind of karmic contract because they have put it out there and yes. they have told you. Yeah. Therefore, their souls will be saved or their yeah they 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 well, it doesn't count as a sin because that, that it's already you've pre-warned everyone yeah. that the scenario is going to take place. Well, you place. know, that, you know that it's pretty warned. But, but, but I mean, if me, you were that I'm evil. not I believe this, but I, I've heard yeah, that that is yeah, a reason yeah, behind it. Symbology that, that behind it, old the, uh, Masonicness, isn't it? Like the old uh, power of one. They tell you. This it goes back to old like Mesa Freemasonry. When the idea is, if they tell you what they're going to do to you. And you do not resist, then that's more for you for not recognising that they had showed you that they were gonna take control. So the blame on. shifted onto you. Yeah, the blame yeah. shifted and onto you. It's like the power of one that um, my friend Gina. Wait a minute, Sheena mentions this a lot. This is about what, what, what police use this 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 theory, yeah. and they say, "Do you understand?" And, and if you say yes, you that means you surrender you, to their law. You have signed a contract yes, at that moment. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. That is exactly yeah. it. Well, the police thing is all In the language, so yes. they're saying, Do you understand? What they're effectively saying is, Do you stand under me? Yes, yeah, do you do you abide by what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. which then, is all about so, maritime law versus common law? Like, yes, you that's gonna them, be like yeah. a sovereign citizen and say, oh, I stand under common law and I do not stand under you, yes. Mm. But most people don't actually understand know this. what they're saying, so when they're like, they Do you it. understand? They're, they're like, like, yeah, 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 I understand English, boy. Yeah, and then like you're knit. <laughs> <laughs> you understand? <laughs> Why well, have you got your boot on me? You stand under me. You said it. What? <laughs> <laughs> that, that's yes, what of course. So I what? what? the law of one, the, the power of one. I didn't know it was called that, the but... power. Of the power of... And, and this, explain the, a little bit more about well, that. I think this is this is this is what I think what is interesting about like pre, the pre-program scenario is it comes from Freemasonry. But the point is the power of one is what it is. Is that you have a choice you have a choice, and everyone, this is like everyone in the world, if you are shown something, if you do not recognise the danger you are being shown, you are kind of abiding, like that police contract we were saying, it's kind of like you're abiding to the terms and conditions of whatever evil horror you are inviting on in the world. And it's kind of strange when you think about it, because it does bide in with pre-predictive programming, the fact that we show you enough for repetition these things that are going to happen. And if not one point, you resist and go, what the hell is going on? And as far as we're concerned, as the powers that be run your shit show of a planet, you're in with us. Yeah, you are complicit. You you are complicit, yeah. You have agreed to this This. by not standing up for For yourself. yourself, By not recognising, by the amount of times that we have properly shown you. Yeah. Whether it be through literature, which we will talk about in a little bit, a bit later when we get into films, it's this idea of running pre-programming as a form of power. One show them they do not resist, and it's almost like it all comes from the same kind of distorted consciousness. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's yeah. weird because that consciousness you see that in like the cabal and the other CD mm. rings that you get in <laughs> CD rings. CD. Oh, the bagel shop. <laughs> 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 Yeah. And CD it's rings. Like you, see, you see the same sort of um, processes happening yeah. for all the different types of dark groups. Yeah. yeah. And it, it all works. Yeah, but, oh, that's yeah the it's, it's the same tactics and the, same, the same kind true. of like behavior patterns and CD rings. But <laughs> right, so the first, um, going on to the first example that I could find of something that people were calling pre programming is a book called Futility. Yeah. Is that the right title? No, I'm I'm aware of this book. And it's from a long time ago. It's from 1898. But it it shared the story of a fictional ship named Titan that was deemed unsinkable and then ended up crashing into an iceberg. (laughs) That didn't happen to a ship that we know about, did it? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, that's just fairy tale. The argument is it was outlining the fate of the Titanic to create an acceptance among people when the Titanic actually sank. And if you think, if you'd read that book, and if a ship did come to crash, you might be like, well... Because who's <laughs> to say, even when I heard that story, I was like, it crashed into an iceberg. How? Icebergs are massive. Oh, yeah, it was at night and they couldn't see it or whatever. Like you thought- It did sound, as a story, a bit like bloody hell what a tragedy and, and fancy that happened. and at the same time I was like this was a pretty big thing. 14 years, years, years after yeah, it happened yeah, yeah for 14 real 14 years but after so, 14, so not 14, long enough after that people would 14 no, um, don't, no 12 1912 no, yeah so, so wait, wait a minute Like you would think like oh uh, first of all a ship crashing into an iceberg that's just unbelievable. And the name? Wait, of it? Wait, wait, yeah. Cause wait it's a you a Oh, and you said it was an unsinkable ship. That's number two. And then the third one is the, the Titan. It's like. Pretty similar. Yeah, there's <laughs> three massive things yeah. which are pretty identical and to then the real also event. Also, the fact that, yeah, it is quite unbelievable that it crashed into an iceberg because even if someone crashed in their car and they were like, oh, I crashed into this big road bollard or something, you'd be like, how do you not see it? If it's a fucking iceberg, how did you not see that? How was that not in your? You think they've navigated their path enough times across the Atlantic? They they must know the they must know the shelving of the ice shelf. They must know what time of year. And then was like it was dark. It's like ships have lights. Don't they? I mean, how did it not? Do you know what I mean? No, this was the greatest shit ever made. And it'll be funny, how many people, not, well, not one person on board didn't see a giant iceberg. you telling me there wasn't a guy having iceberg a piss off the side <laughs> of the boat? Yeah. The guy off having a piss off the side of the boat probably would have seen that come in. <laughs> it's a fucking iceberg, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I
1: should not tell I tell the captain?
0: But the, I mean, there, there's quite a few conspiracies about the Titanic, but the main one is that the millionaire banker, JP Morgan, Sank the Titanic to get rid of his rival millionaire bankers that all perished on board. There was another three major bankers there mm. that all went under, and that people say it was either J.P. Morgan or the Rothschilds. But the point was J.P. Morgan was supposed to get on the Titanic, and then on the day of it, he didn't set mm. sail. He just suddenly, yeah. oh no, I'm actually heard not going to get on it. Yeah, I've so heard that. suddenly. The other three major names he in did get on it, global banking all die. Yeah. JP Morgan doesn't. The Rothschilds are safe. Yeah, as a result I think it was of that, also, they probably gained like much more big, of no, The, the, the monopoly, market share, you know? yeah. I, I also believe that, um, if I can remember, they, they were doing a different style of banking as well. So it was not only just were they opponents but they think it was to do with the Federal Reserve as well yes they were they, they opposed. opposed they, they opposed they the Federal opposed Reserve well. yeah yes. so it which is basically modern day slave enslavement mm. right yeah With well, the a corporation isn't it it's not the currency so they were like right, right get them on this ship yeah because they were independents weren't they mm. and get they were the thing. ship yeah Offer them the best time of their lives. I mean, if you've seen the movie, there is actually a clip where it looks like there's a load of like Monopoly sort of guys, yeah, like, yeah. like the yeah. bankers, you yeah. know. And yeah. they do portray that in in the movie, not not for too long, but it, yeah, it the is in aristocrats, there. Aristocrats. Yeah. You are aware there were a lot of very high and uh, yeah, yeah. people on board. So that's a weird one because okay, so let's say for example that was something that was put out in this book. But it was put out before they knew that these people were opposing the Federal Reserve, right? So it was quite I, a while. I do um, So what you're saying about it, like, so I actually believe in this whole theory of pre-programming. Okay. I do believe. However, with this particular... And I have heard the whole idea of the JP Morgan intentionally sinking the Titanic. I've heard of that. But, but you I've, think not, it's called. But I don't think that this particular story is a pre-programming. The only reason is because it feels so early to me that I don't know whether or not they knew the power of... Because it would have been newspapers at the time, right? The powers of newspapers influence... What about about this as an idea? Mm. What about they set up... They're so bloody devious. (laughs) They (laughs) set up, right? So we're going to set this story, and then at a point where something arises in the future where we need to offer few people right, this is yeah. how we do it yeah but why why warn people just sink it why do you need to warn them because in that, in those, no, it, it still in that comes area. down to the, oh, oh, yeah, 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 the yeah, yeah, yeah. it still comes down to the warning the i think warning them in this instance is not the right thing to say because you're not warning them you're pre-programming them yes. so you're putting the idea out that a ship could get sunk by an iceberg it's yeah. a probable thing. It could happen. It was in a book I read once. Yeah. Sure, yeah. I've heard that before. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Rather than going, hang on a minute. Yeah. How did it get... Your, yeah, you don't ask know questions. Yeah, you. it, you've got to remember, right. people in those areas weren't, weren't as like, you know... Well, they didn't have the internet. Yeah, they didn't, they, didn't they, have nothing. nothing. All they had was the front cover of the newspaper. Oh, like, I mean, they, just they would have just taken it as fact. Okay, yeah. They might have just taken it as fact, but... It would also help your cause just to put out these small subliminals within popular culture, yeah. if you had the power to do it, yeah. just to plant them seeds, just to sculpt that reality and that way of thinking. So when you say, oh, a virus started by a bat, for example, <laughs> <laughs> someone can go, oh, what, like that movie Contagion? Yeah. yeah, or, probably or, exactly or like awesome. that movie Contagion. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, so they suddenly go...
1: Well, yeah, I guess that
0: could happen because they think in their mind they might subconsciously, um, you know, they haven't even seen the film Contagion, but someone's, they've, heard, they've heard someone's it. told them about it or they saw a trailer once or something yeah. else. So they suddenly go, "Oh yeah, by bat," and oh yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah, that's incredible. <laughs> they've seen it somewhere in a movie, so yeah, I know what you're saying. What's the point? Actually, a big point because. It, it could just switch so many people that would suddenly go, hang on a minute, and question it, to just go, I won't question it it's at like all, it's, because it's, that's familiar yeah. to I, me. I totally get that, and I agree with you 100%. But yeah, I'm just, a I think it's too early for that. I think people are more now, like, don't trust the government now and would question things. I think back in 1912... People would have just been read the paper and been like. That's why I think. Yes. yes that's why yes, I think it real. is. They could get away with it because I think because, because there was less flow so can... of information. I think after that point, yeah. But I just think back then that may have been a bit early, and I think that this. Me personally, I think this particular coincidence, This is a coincidence. I, right. My my <laughs> view. My view on the whole thing: <laughs> yeah. if there was media, it's not too early. <laughs> yeah. this, this was in it's place, place. Yeah, when media began. Yeah, yeah these yeah, forces were yeah. already it, in place. Yeah. So, I mean, like was advertising in the new p- newspapers, so they knew that they could manipulate people yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If the channel to manipulate is open, they're going to use that channel. Yeah, of doesn't course, does so. yeah, yeah. yeah, make sense. Yeah, yeah Doesn't yeah. matter what it is. They're like, yeah. there's a new channel where we can manipulate what people think. Yeah. Well, why aren't we doing something? <laughs> yeah. We are, sir. We started yesterday when it Excellent. when it began. <laughs> Good. <laughs> yeah, they're they're not going to miss that opportunity. So we've all heard the term gaslighting. Yeah. Gaslighting. Yeah. But did you know that that actually come from a movie? Well, uh, a, originally a screenplay, but then it went on to be a movie in 1944. It's a movie no, called no, Gaslight. And it's like a psychological thriller where a young woman. Uh, gets abused by her husband uh, Like he slowly manipulates her into believing that she's going crazy basically yeah the psychological term gaslighting which describes that sort of that form of psychological abuse where the victim's gradually ma- manipulating into doubting their own sanity comes from that movie it's kind of strange how like even our language comes from so many movies and we're going to go on to like 1984 and Brave New World in a in a bit like the books like you you think of like the language that's that's used from ni- 1984 like Big Brother and this kind mm. of stuff but even like is from a movie where they first showed this kind of manipulation and, and that kind of manipulation of gaslighting like that's not a million miles away from pre-programming it's it's a it's a very similar mm. nudging of Messing with someone's psyche, isn't yeah, it? yeah, in a, in a, a way where they don't realise it's happening, yeah, and, and also in a way where you have control over it, yeah, a subconscious type of manipulation, and it is psychological abuse, really. It all falls under that kind of category because you're being manipulated without even knowing it, and it's being done in a kind of covert way to, to harm you, or you know, it's it's not with your best interests at heart, is it? But from from very early on we've we've been shown this through movies and i like sometimes wonder like are the screenwriters and the people that are writing this trying to warn us are they trying to kind of sew these messages into art because that's the only way that they can express these kind of messages and get away with it because they couldn't really stand up on a soapbox and say our government are lying to us and This is the future they have planned. So they kind of have to weave it into art. In our society, it's one of the only ways that you can really express yourself. Like, say, a stand-up comedian, for example. They can go on stage like someone like Bill Hicks or George Carlin. They can say things about the government and how the world's run and all kinds of stuff and get away with it because they dress it up in comedy not even anymore these days, really. Yeah. A lot of like comedians are being cancelled for joking and saying stuff. really quite minor things in comparison. Yeah, yeah, I know. Compa- yeah. Back in the day, like yeah. that is how you would get the message out there. You would you would do it through comedy or you would do it through, through music, art or yeah. music or movies or books. And I I kind of feel like that's where both George Orwell and Huxley were coming from with both their novels, like Brave New World and 1984 i like kind of feel like they were offering these stories up as kind of warnings and cautionary tales to say look if we keep going down the path that we're going down this is where it could lead i don't think their reasons were like sinister for example like i don't think that they've released these books as a way of pre-programming society i think they were trying to warn society Yeah, it 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 was an interesting development between them two because they actually wrote probably like we said the first two earliest versions of like a classic classic dystopian dystopian futures that could be depictions that could also offer in the first art form of pre-programming. Huxley kind of wrote this book very early. I mean, this was pre-Nazi. This was Nationalist Socialist Germany. Nineteen thirty-two. You know, it, it for him already to, to have established before even the Nazis took rule in Europe what the future could lay, and he was a tutor at Eton. So he was at the top elite school in Britain where all the Prime Ministers go, royalty, yeah, yeah, royalty even. And too would have probably been in the world, wouldn't it? One of the best universities, educational places in the world. So he would obviously have known people that were in the upper echelons of society right at the top. It would be probable that, like rather than saying he was a prophet and George Orwell who also went to Eton, who is his, like, star pupil, also wrote this book that is... Probably, you know, a mentor then. Like, yeah. passed all the information that he knew down to Orwell. And between them two books, you've really got the whole master plan kind of laid out before you. Then when you learn they went to Eton and they knew each other... And there was Mm -hmm. a good chance that they had a much better understanding of what the agenda was because they're at Eton and look who they're rubbing shoulders with. And someone like Huxley was, like, very well-renowned. Like, people would want to include him and be around him because, you know, he was, like, a well-renowned... educational um, celebrity. Yeah. So it was very probable that he was given some, like, heavy insider information and he had a very good idea of what the plan for... Even if, he, the was, future was even if he wasn't given it, even if he wasn't even given it, dude, I think Huxley is a clever guy could, He should really piece it together. Been around enough, hear enough whispers, yeah. enough stories to be yeah. like, he's yeah. taking control of that banking family, is he? Who's he marrying his daughter off to? What a yeah. And he'll yeah. just paint the picture. Yeah, I've heard a lot of people talking about this, and I've also heard a lot, a lot of people saying that they're trying to destroy this and change this and da da he could so easily put all the pieces together, especially being as smart as he was. I'm not saying like anyone sat him down and was like, "So, Huxley, boy, <laughs> here's, here's, the here's the plan. Here's the plan. Have you got a pad and pen? Already right here. <laughs> of course you have, but you always have. Don't forget to tell Orwell." <laughs> yeah, his name's not Orwell yet, but you know who I'm talking about. It's <laughs> our yeah. pupil. I mean, so what did what what were some of the things that he outlined? Huxley, Huxley. Or, right? Huxley. So, Brave New World is basically. So I've not read it. So okay, I've heard so of it. I've I've heard you mention it before. It's but. like a dystopian novel. Or you could argue you, you a dystopian future, but utopian novel in some sense. Yeah, because the citizens are like engineered, and they live in this world where it's like everyone's happy, but it's a trade up. You're happy, but you're not free. Right. And like everyone's addicted to this drug called Soma. And it, and it mirrors like very closely like what's going on in the US at the moment with like meds and prescription drugs exactly. you know, everyone's kind of yeah. like dulled and, you know you can see yeah. how he was talking about the similarities there because in the book and um, when well thingy's at the party and he starts to feel down the guy just comes up it's like here take some summer yeah. simple as that like you feel rejected by a girl at a party don't worry just boom take that oh yeah, so it's a kind of like a um, like a numbing of the masses. Uh-huh. You, know? you don't want to feel down, even though probably you need to feel down because it's a yeah. natural human emotion, like rejection yeah. or something, but just cure just it. fake it. And women can't have children anymore. Okay. So they kind of grow babies in, like, hatcheries kind of thing, like, in like giant test tubes or whatever. <laughs> and by, like, fertilising an egg, they can actually make like say even like a thousand twins from like one one egg like you won't be impregnating a woman in the same way and her giving birth you'll just be like going to one of these places and once the children are born they they kind of go into these like conditioning rooms because they're breeding kids to basically be like obedient drones and like factory workers Mm -hmm. they they make them like hate nature and they make Mm -hmm. them hate like books and stuff so they put them on a little like a travelator or whatever, and and <laughs> like a, like a like some kind of electric current is feeding through where they're sitting, yeah. and if they reach for the book, it will like electric. And they've been the flowers as well, so they they've been they reach like, for the flowers. flowers, so they so they learn to like yeah. hate nature, like, like and hate conditioning. They hate books. Yeah, so they hate uh, uh, knowledge. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, you get into this earliest form of programming. Oh good. yeah. So the people that they're like breeding for the like l- the lowest section of society right. are called like the delta. Right. and the alphas are the ones that lead the society deltas are um the ones on like the lowest rung and they're just like the factory workers they don't want to read a book they don't want to like they they lose that attachment to nature or any kind of a like, higher source so they just want to like stay inside stay in the factory get on with their work not but, ask any questions but what they do as well was in the second part of their conditioning was yeah, to get yeah, these different stages there's the stages and sort of in a future like this future that Huxley shows is they don't want like a family society or the nuclear family so because they've taken the ability for you to take a family of you that still could leave you or want it to be promiscuous say but they encourage that in these early child sort of generation camps when they had that what they call it the playtime like it's called like erotic, erotic play erotic play so when the oh, kids right. get to like toddler age or whatever they're encouraged to like erotic. fiddle around with each other and, like, basically, have like a kid orgy, and they do it as Jesus, a way. yeah. And, and it's increased their base, their, their desires to be just down to promiscuity. Your idea of having a family and think, oh no, but as many sexual partners I can touch and fondle and tip oh, yeah, it. to break down, the, yeah, 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 yeah that's great. Them. Oh, yeah, more yeah, like yeah. endorphins released in me, all my, you know what I mean? Yeah, but it's like at the at the cost you know I mean the yeah. trade-off oh, well, you r- get... rather than be part of the pack, pack yeah, the... yeah. You, it's like like you said the trade-off in the book like, is a common theme about the happiness versus the freedom it's sort of like oh you get to like sleep with new people but you don't get to have a family but it gets to the point where the future they've introduced or Huck's is introduced is the fact they don't actually want a family, family yeah that it's been, you don't do in it. fact, they find the idea quite disgusting. Mm-hmm. The idea yeah. of, like, oh, what, you have a family and the woman gives birth to the child and you just stay with that one person forever with the kids. Ugh, how can people do that? Yeah. They're like having orgies and they're just giving in to their base desires. So they're happy, in inverted commas, but, they're, but are they really free? Because they're not free because they're, they're shackled to their desires to the, their yeah. base like, like carnal instincts yeah like, like in the same way that say like a drug addict might think like yeah man I'm living free like but actually they're they're not living free they're a slave yeah. to the drug yeah, like, yeah or even the drug dealer you know the people that's keeping them like sort of tapped in it was it was interesting because it's still kind of pro- portrayed as a utopian future because he does make out that people in the society now are kind of just happy you know, if you think of... They think they're happy. They think they're happy and you're just reduced to... It's sort of like a Stockholm Syndrome. Yeah. That's that's kind of what I was getting at. Yeah, or like an invisible prison where you can't see the bars. Yeah, 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 yeah. You don't realise that In a prison, but actually you're not free. Have you seen that drawing? It's like it looks like one of those uh, like a newspaper drawing and it's someone being let out of a prison. It's like you're free, but then (laughs) yeah, yeah, (laughs) yeah. He's been let out into a bigger prison (laughs) area. I've seen it, I mean that is kind of what our society's (laughs) like because I do think that sometimes, like sometimes just being a member of society, it does feel like you're in a giant prison. Obviously, you if you went to prison, then it, it's like that's a much more extreme version of what we're living in. But it's still a version, like mm. people that are like getting up, working a nine to five, like it, yeah. you know, it's, it's like a prison of oh, a sort for sure. You know? Yeah, because yeah, like, like, what he what he actually kind of did was he took away all your sort of. Well, I'm not say Huxley's away, but the powers would be in them. But they take away like the stuff, the most basic stuff that you probably enjoy, which is freedom of choice, you and know, your free will. You set your they set out all the parameters for you in your life to buy. Yeah, voting in it. You, it, you it, know, so a, a or B. A <laughs> <bit> <laughs> <like> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're like, like,
1: well, free, yeah.
0: but not able to think for yourself. Yeah. So, how free are you if yeah. if none of your thoughts are even your own? Because everyone's like doped up on this soma as well, so it's a society where they're sort of like either numbed or they're just giving into their base desires constantly, and they're and they're constantly this like low vibrational kind of energy given into their like carnal instincts, and, and and never really, you know, they they are not grounded with a family or anything like wholesome. Yeah, yeah. It's like the the main character in the beginning who finds his love interest, interest at first he's actually repulsed by her isn't he because yeah, right. he, he's meant <laughs> <physically> help, <laughs> he's repulsed out. by his love interest but, yeah, because he's so yeah. confused about his feelings because right. of the, because of his conditioning yeah that's the thing like, like he wants to be with in a different way not just like the sort of the sexual way he wants yeah. to be together forever sort of, which uh, is a bit well, like like yeah, against yeah, the yeah. sort of the normal like programming. programming oh yeah because yeah. like, that's what we're designed to do. Exactly, exactly. To, yeah. to, to, to find to, someone, to, have a hold and yeah. well just to, to to spread our DNA. Yeah. Is why what what we we exist for. Yeah. So the so the kind of ideas that he's presenting, if you sort of bring it into modern day, so say like for example, like well, do you know, engineering's right up there, isn't it? That's yeah, big, That that's the that side of it. Yeah. It's like I'm sure we've already got the technology to grow babies in artificial wombs. oh yeah have, 100%, 100% you know we have artificial insemination and we have yeah. birth clinics that yeah. people these days are going to more and more and more because it's more common for girls to have miscarriages and not be able to give birth yeah. in a conventional way so these clinics are becoming quite commonplace anyway yeah. it's not a great leap to think that Suddenly it could get to a point where actually to have a baby, part of that is going to. Well, especially family. if they will, will let screen your child for everything. Rather than you get pregnant, we could take all the pressure off your body. Yeah. But you could still have a great child. Even better, we'll screen your husband's semen or your partner's semen and your eggs to make sure there's any diseases and we'll take them out. But don't worry, not only will you have your baby for you, but we'll make it <sighs> That's a designer baby. A designer baby. Mm-hmm. And they are doing that now because in China you can choose a sex of a child, can't you? you it's know, like Jamiroquai yeah. yeah. got it right. What's that? Virtual insanity. <laughs> <laughs> like, now every mother can choose the colour. I put a right child, that's all nature's way. way. Well, that's what they say yesterday. <laughs> 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 it's, yeah, yeah, I mean that's it. There's a lot of truth in that. There's a lot yeah. of truth in that. And truth. It's a pretty good video. It's amazing. Oh, the computer, John Gray, yeah, you what's know? yeah. awesome. it? Yeah. Yeah. but yeah, I mean that, that's kind of like it, that was definitely the one part of Huxley's Brave New World is the genetic side. If you look at we said about the, the Zans, the Zan community, the Soma. You don't yeah, drug, like the Soma drug, thing. Like, especially, we, yeah, especially now really reminds you of like the whole. I mean, it's worse in America than it is over here. But the whole sort of like med epidemic where people... It's not even like the opioid epidemic where everyone's the, addicted to heroin. Animal, all the animal yeah. they're taking in college. Yeah, so. it's so. like people on like prescription ADHD's drugs. And so. Yeah, I know. It's like, so, so, so like, weird genetics. watching like American... Yeah, what American Perks. TV and all the kids are on prescription drugs. It's because over here it's illegal to advertise them. Yeah. Isn't it? But yeah. over there, it's just not. like, I'm guessing our doctors do get paid a bit to prescribe to them. But, but, them I doubt but they're I mean, not in the same way in America Or be fun I'm yeah the so they're way. so they're either doing stuff like Adderall to make them up and more alert and, yeah. and then they're also doing like Zans and whatever else to make <laughs> them value and, and the <laughs> yeah and then Perks <laughs> and then whatever you know and I only know most of these Things through listening to hip hop. Yeah, yeah, I would know way it. more about it than I would do if I weren't listening to to hip hop, where they're talking about all this stuff, and I'm like, "What are they talking about exactly?" <laughs> <laughs> the funny thing is, it's like in you know, other youth, but it's kind of weird. That's probably the thing I know the least about. You know what I mean, like. Back in my day, we weren't popping sands and stuff. We were like hard drug. I bit, know bit, 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 of, bit of weed about, but and I'm sorry was just yeah. weed. Like, Smoked weed every day. And they mean, weren't like take prescription weee! meds every yeah. day from your <laughs> local corporation. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You buy a bag of weed from your dog dealer. You weren't going down to your doctor to buy a, a, a couple of tabs, were you? I mean, yeah, yeah. fueling a money corp. Worth billions. No, worth trillions. Yeah. Like the fact that at least back in those days... Like they were... By the evil elites. Yeah. Sponsored by hip-hop. Yeah, yeah. The, the evil white men that control everything, and you're now buying prescription drugs off them put money in their pocket. At least when it was weed, it was like... I even remember hip-hop lyrics were like smoking the weed that grows natural or whatever. Yeah. Like it's all about, yeah, it grows natural. It was put here for people on the struggle. It's God's gift. Yeah, that is such a different kind of message and angle. You know, saying it's nature's medicine and it was put here for us, and we're somehow connected to it and connected to nature. Like that's actually a really cool, good message, almost, and positive message. I think, (laughs) but. This whole kind of like yeah, I'm zanned up, I'm taking perks. I drink a bottle. Of lean. Another rapper just overdosed, man. Cool. The, do rappers rap about? Oh yeah. Prescription meds. Oh my god. Yeah. Non-stop. Like, sorry, I, I mean. Non-stop. I've not heard. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's a rapper called Little Zan. <laughs> He's named after one. I'm not being funny. Sorry, he little Zan. Like, that is shit. I know, like, even that remember him, shit. like, no, I'm Annie zans man. He sounds like he's on Zan. And he's like, <laughs> you sound like you're on something, <laughs> yeah. mate. And he's like, yeah, man, just Zans, they're not my brand. <laughs> That's basically what you know, I do that other shit, but you're Zans. getting paid by, their, by their pharmacy. <laughs> yeah. buy, uh, oh, big pharma. Oh, big pharma, man. Zans. zans We're going to release a rapper to sell more Zan. He thinks a big Big Farmer is, is literally a big farmer yeah. with a pitchfork. <laughs> yeah, no, but they they are like nonstop rapping about so, these these prescription drugs. So, that, like, yeah, that getting is, kids locked in, programming them. I mean, there's yeah. a Juice WRLD album with Future, and it's called "World on Drugs," and the front cover is a illustration of a globe with like lean being spilled over it and pills and everything else, and like all the songs on it are just about doing prescription meds, like every song. It's they they are all about it. It's it's what weed what? was to hip hop in the nineties. Is what like prescription drugs are now, which what? which I think is awful because it's just such a different message to the one I was talking about with marijuana. People look happy on weed. People don't look happy on Zans. No, no it's, it's just a, it's out. And certainly in the future, you could argue, you're saying something in the book. It's still false happiness when they take that when they take that summer, It's only to help them relieve their actual natural emotions. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, it's to numb their pain. Numb. Like being numb isn't being happy, is it? It's like taking away the pain, but that's not happiness. Sometimes you have to feel the pain to recover from it to see the other side, you know, you can't just... Yeah, or like, or who said feeling pain is necessarily a bad thing, it's a part of life and it's a necessary part of growing as a person and they're kind of taking all that away from you. Another thing that can be related back to our society today is like this idea of like, you think they're constantly pushing like Tinder or something where it's like this really sort of throwaway approach. Like if we're talking about death of the family, if you look at things like Tinder... Yeah. That are just encouraging, just like it's this erotic shag, yeah, like yeah. erotic play with the kids. Yeah. Like, it's kind of like similar erotic play, more like that. No, that. the it... thing we we're telling you about Brave New World. Oh, it? sorry, sorry, yeah, I'm... erotic <laughs> like, play. thought It was an invitation. I was like, when? <laughs> 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 <Him>? When? <laughs> My kids? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. What not. nursery are you taking <laughs> yours to? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. You know, like it's similar to the like erotic play thing yeah, just, in Brave you're, new get, world, just, just give into your, your like impulses and your urges. Yeah, get yeah, it. and and kids are on Tinder or whatever or on these social media platforms, and when they're watching music videos, I mean, you, you like watch like a Cardi B or Nicki Minaj music video, or whatever. It's just like sex, 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 and like I feel like there's a lot of sexual stuff that's being put onto children. From so, like yeah, popular I, I culture completely agree. From a really yeah. early age, like even if it's just like what's supposed to be an innocent music video by an artist that has a lot of child fans, it could be like Katy Perry or something. But you might be thinking this bit like, raunchy. I don't really want my kid watching this. So it could be like Little Nas X, where he's like sliding down a Feynman's pole, like grinding <laughs> yeah. on Satan's lap. And they're they're like, you, man. So do, do, do you like? This are you ready to go? What? On Cedar's land Lucifer Yeah, you've seen it Oh, Jire, wait a minute video. I've heard about this The video? It, have you not seen the video? Is it? Who? What is Lil Nas thing? X He's like He's uh, a gay rapper Right? He's basically He's, been yeah, he's, a, game, he's a gay by rapper By uh, By, by <laughs> I Sort of voice By the devil, <laughs> isn't it? I don't mind. He's gyrating. He's grinding, circling over the devil's lap. Yeah, yeah. basically, he's simulating. See, you know, know, he's, yeah, of course you don't. Simulating about yeah, the I mean, That's, sexual that's what he's going at. I guess at, he's right? simulating. No, he's not yeah. simulating. He he's not simulating. He's right? grinding it. on him. He's yeah, grinding okay. on Satan. Right, okay. But, but well, I mean, even that is a sentence. Okay. <laughs> but even, <laughs> yeah, at, even at the also end. Like it, this other He's channel. just grinding it's, off Satan. Come on, like, uh, Jesus. Uh, what do you mean? Uh, it's aimed at kids. I mean, if kids happen to watch it. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, but, then, but, but what you're saying you is there's no, age to get a r- a r- there's no age restriction on that. So any kid can watch that. Yeah, so, know, it's right. on MTV but, but, yeah, or on the Yeah, you know, exactly. But there's other videos like this because I was watching. Oh, no, YouTube, they've got to click a button. Oh Oh, no! They won't see it on YouTube because it will ask them, "Are you over 18? And then they got pressed. No, 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 because I think, yeah, I think that that's all it is. So, or they they can easily see it. And there's other ones like channels where it's like it's something like dick or dildo, and you've (sighs) got like a guy in bed, and he has to guess whether it's his boyfriend's dick or dildo. Yeah, and this is a channel which kids can watch. No way on (laughs) YouTube. And it's like stuff like that is easily accessible for kids. Okay. Shouldn't there should not be any sex or anything like that, that for that, kids that, that young? That is, like it should be literally strict age certified, and, eighteen material. Also, like, as well, whilst we're on this subject, it's so easy. Say at the moment for the powers that be to be like, we're going to ban anything that's anti-COVID or whatever yeah, yeah, else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So why can't they? Ban child porn. Why can't they get rid of that? Yeah, exactly. And why can't they make all porn on the internet? You have to be an adult and you have to prove... like To get into Facebook now, it's sort of like, prove your passport. You have to have your government name. No, no, no. If you buy buy a cryptocurrency, you have to hold up your passport to prove that, or your driving license, hold up a bill, and then it gets verified. Like to watch hardcore porn. Just type in... Hardcore porn. (laughs) Yeah, there it is. Type in tits and it's boom, you've got hardcore porn. So it's like Like within like three clicks. Okay, so so they're putting all these restrictions on everything else, but porn, oh yeah, a little kid can just go on the internet, type in whatever, and then suddenly they're getting like the most hardcore stuff imaginable, like flashed at them from the screen. And, And they think that's normal as well. Yeah, yeah. The we look that right. right. It's like, oh, no, that's what you're meant to do to a girl. So, no. why can't they put a stop to that then if they're censoring and shadow banning and making you yeah flash your passport and da 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 for all these other stuff? But, oh, hardcore porn? No, no, no. Yeah. That's fine. Oh, and child porn? Yeah, we just let that go yeah. as well. Or, right? Yeah. Or, or be like, bestiality or whatever, just disgusting rank yeah. shit. Oh yeah, we're just well, yeah, even shit. you know, shits on each other, like, <laughs> yeah, like yeah. fuck Two hell. girls walk like, up, it's like that's a viral thing <laughs> <Yeah. though>. most <laughs> people I mean, most like, people in popular culture like know, know, what just that know, know about that. Yeah. 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 yeah, 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 for sure. And I'm not saying that like, they should like ban all porn or whatever, although I, I do no. think porn is pretty toxic and and, uh, and I don't yeah. think it's like a good thing. But if adults want to watch porn or whatever, then fine. But I can't imagine many people objecting if they said, look, guys, we're going to keep polling on the internet for the people that want to watch it, but we're going to have to really clamp down and you, you're going to have to prove that you are old, old enough, enough. to watch the material. Else. Because yeah. the fact is, this is really polluting young people's minds. Exactly. Oh, it, I completely it, agree It's with up that. to adults if they want to watch it, but a kid shouldn't be able to go on the internet and in a few clicks be looking at hardcore pornography. As a, as a society, we don't agree with that. So we're going to put these restrictions in place. You can still watch it, but you're going to have to very much verify that you are old enough and all the rest of it. I don't think people would object to that, no. because they haven't objected to them doing it with Facebook and censoring all this other stuff. Oh, because it's harmful. Or because you know, saying like, so, oh, someone speaking out about the vaccine is harmful. Oh, what, but hardcore pornography is not harmful. Yeah. Well, we said that last episode who, deter, who de- deters or de- determines what is harm and what yeah. is not harmful. So yeah. it is a real brave new world that we're living in from yeah. that perspective because yeah. you turn on the TV, always oh, Cardi B and Nicki Minaj. It's just a music video. It looks like porn. <laughs> Making me think about porn. <laughs> She's twerking and gyrating. I'm pretty sure I'm thinking about porn right now. Yeah. And then like kids are just like eh, 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 yeah. singing along to a song, and like yeah. the song they're making sounds like a nursery rhyme. It's, it's like, it was sing- like, easy sing lyrics as well, yeah. very basic. Yeah, and then, shake yeah. it, shake it, and the kids and are yeah. like shake it, shake it. Yeah. <laughs> and you go start twerking. Kids are twerking, and you'd be like, what the fuck's going on? Yeah, where, no. you, where she learn that from? I, I don't know. She only watches twelve hours of TV every day. <laughs> Can not imagine where she picked it up from? Yeah. <laughs> Sweet. so you've got that going on then you've got stuff like Tinder then you've got like say even when you travel around like London let's say we're all from here like when I go on the underground or whatever the amount of times I'm just like travelling down a, a escalator or something and just looking at the billboards and it'll be I don't know, like an advert for like Boohoo or something but like the girl's yeah, just yeah. Like, uh, uh, yeah. like we've all seen like, them. She might be like come and fuck me. I like, haven't seen oh, I have like, not like, seen like, them. Like, yeah. Or, or it could be for some like <laughs> Carol Klein <laughs> lingerie or do 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 and there's or it could even just be for some movie or something but there's so many like really sexually like arresting images that yeah. are just constantly like bam, bam, bam and you're kind of like oh, oh, okay. Oh yeah, she looks like that. no, no. Oh, yeah. Like Don't look. It's it's constantly (laughs) bringing you down, isn't it, to these sort of, like... CD levels. Like, I don't know, you love saying CD. (laughs) To the CD ring. It's true. (laughs) I'm surprised by the time people come out of the underground in London and they're all just having carnal sex on the pavement, you know what I mean? (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. it's like, it's on adverts everywhere, like, sex sells, and it's like, do we we really... Okay, sex sells, yeah, right. But it's everywhere, like... But it's like... So does, you know, advertising the benefits of a product or whatever. Do we really have to stoop to that low? Like, shouldn't we have rules in place where it's like, look, to sell a can of Coke or whatever, you shouldn't just be able to have, like, a girl in a bikini or something. It's got it's to be within frame of reference or something. You know? Again, the A look- bikini company can have girls in a bikini. I don't think you would have like to sell McDonald's with a girl in a bikini. Not- happy Meals with a girl in a bikini. <laughs> no. yeah. yeah, like, I'm not... Have in- your Happy meal. <laughs> I can make you real happy, yeah. real bite. I would like one yeah. of those Happy Meals plates. Oh, <laughs> I'd like a bite on that bun. <laughs> like, I'm not for more censorship. The point I'm making is they're so obsessed with censorship and they're so obsessed with people's feelings and stuff like that. But then this other stuff, they it's just totally overlook and don't mind. Like, oh, yeah, your kids are going to get sexualized imagery flashed at them constantly. Like whether they're watching the TV or like out and about, seeing adverts, going on the internet, they're being porn everywhere. Even when you're not on a porn site on the internet. So you're just trying to stream something, it'll be like, sexy girls want to fuck you. Yes. It is constant. Porn. Are you are you under twenty five and live within five miles yeah. of this radius? Penis enlargement. Oh, the other thing. Where, yeah. where they know where you Cougars. where you live, and it's like you know Muswell Hill. The girl in Muswell Hill wants to talk to you, or
1: oh Bethnal Green, because it, it knows your location.
0: My one said sexy Asian girls in Bethnal Green. Oh, Jesus, that's that. I, like, I can't. Even, what? What is it? I mean, what? <laughs> they know you so well. <laughs> but like even that, like using your area. Yeah, Home, I guess like there's you. some poor. Yeah, like poor some vassals. Maybe like, she's only a couple. In green. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Shut up, shut I've like seen her around. around. <laughs> <I'll> <laughs> it's scary. the same voting for every area, isn't it? Must be. They just changed the location but in one of the locations, she's in. She is, yeah. There'll be one lucky guy. Yeah, done. Done. No so, one done. Done. so you're saying there's a chance? There is a chance. Is like dumb. Dumber? Yeah, like a million years where he's so you're saying there's a chance. That's it, that's it. I was going to say, what from that from? But yeah. yeah, like, so you're... So, your kids are getting blasted with like sexual imagery all the time, from music videos to adverts to, you know, you're going to shop all the magazines. It is everywhere, right? Yeah. And then you've got things like Tinder and all the rest of it. It, it, it is all sort of leading in that same direction. And then you've got this whole sort of like destruction of the family and stuff, which is constantly going on. Like, I feel like it's less and less like you seem like a traditionalist or if you say, well, you know, I like the idea of like the man having a family and the wife looks after the kids yeah. and the man mm. goes to work and da da For saying that these days, it's almost it like, sucks. how dare you? Yeah. Like, so we're not that far away from a brave new world where people going, oh, a family is disgusting. How, how, how dare it? you even think of it? So we're not that far away because if you express them sort of, what would be seen as traditionalist kind of views well, that people would be like? Well, how how dare you well, say that? You know, it's not even how dare. You? They're not even those traditional like, views. Aren't even that traditional anymore in terms of how many less people getting married. Yeah, people can't afford people, to these days. Can't, can't afford I? to. Maybe less people having children. Most people, more people having children out of wedlock. Yeah, you know, and there's and a lot mean, of guys <laughs> that are now single in their thirties <laughs> or forties, yeah. whatever. That yeah. they just decided not not to even bother. I mean, yeah. say, say in Tokyo, hey. say in Tokyo <clears throat> there's a huge single population where most people there aren't deciding to get married, have children. They're getting all their wants and needs met buy these escorts, these cuddle bars. I mean, they can cuddle go. bars? Yeah, i seen these. So they can like what? go, so so if they want a bit of hanky-panky, they can go to like a, uh, brothel. a, a brothel or whatever. But then say they're like, yeah, but I also want, want a, a little, <laughs> just a bit of a cuddle, you know? They can go well, to like, like a, a special. like a cuddle. Or just like a cuddle out. bar and then like meet with a pretty girl and just be like mm. and they're like oh what? half an hour's up and you're like it's good cuddle oh you're well, joking So you so still get what, what, what half an hour cuddle oh about? I don't know or, don't quote me on the time can I have like 10 minutes with you 5 minutes with you like what do you pay? like is it yeah. pick a mix is it what well, I mean is it a <laughs> <or> two strawberries <laughs> and a cuddle bar yeah, or yeah, is yeah, it like musical chairs like you go around like just like cuddly like then he's like now change yeah I they, 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 they play music at the same time. So when they break, they have to go around and give <laughs> chance. <laughs> 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 because the music starts, everyone just grabs someone. <laughs> oh. You don't want to rush a cuddle. But yeah. at the same time, you don't want a cuddle to last too long. It's no. like when Biden cuddles something. Oh, gosh. There's Did a time limit. That? Biden's oh. not aware of the time limit, but there is a time limit. Yeah. A cuddle's nice, but yeah. after it lasts beyond a certain, you know, five seconds or something... Even that's a long time. Five five seconds is. That's what I mean. Are they doing random cuddles, like random girls, or like is it like a brothel where it's like you, 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 or is it singles meet up? Like oh, this is a doggy thing. Yeah, over again, isn't it? Yeah, it's a doggy thing. We don't know, but we do know, sure. But I think it would be more like someone would book, say, twenty minutes or half an hour or something. They go in there and they get their cuddle time. You know, maybe they go in there and they build up to the cuddle. They make, like, a whole thing out of it. Yeah. God knows. All right. I mean, I can't get into the psyche okay, of someone yeah. it, going the, to do It's this. more the point is that the Japanese <laughs> men have all these things replaced yeah. now. They don't need, or yeah. even the women, they don't Anything need. catered for. You want to have dirty sex. You can have it with this S&M mistress. You want to get a, a prostitute or you know, a sex worker. A <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> the old fashioned one. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> yes. there's themed things. You can go to some like Lolita place where they're like dressed as you know schoolgirls or like maids or whatever. Everything's catered for. Yeah, and and then even to the extent where they have like escorts that just girls that they're not gonna. Have sex with afterwards, but they can just go for a meal. Or they can almost like pretend that they're their girlfriend, go for a date or whatever. Oh, how's your date? They're like doing it with probably like a hundred other people, but there's no like real So I've got my meal with the escort of seven. We're gonna uh, finish there, then I'm gonna go to the cuddle bar quickly. Yeah. Then go to the pub with the boys for a few. And then on to the, uh, the massage. The massage, and you know where that leads. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I'll meet up with a second in the second escort that I see on a weekly basis later, but only if she's not busy with the other guy. Like, it's oh, all just sort of like, there's no, it's like, yeah. oh, is your society that catered for the, now that you don't I mean, want to have a I wonder family. if they're going to have to cater for like, the nagging. Like, can I just like employ someone to come around for half an hour and just nag at me? What are you on this? <laughs> <laughs> you're useless. You're yeah, like, uh, oh, I miss this. See, well, you uh, made uh, a, the uh, house they... messy on purpose. They, they just come in like oh, yeah, in a naughty boy. they reply would be, "Why don't you just get yourself a real girlfriend?" <laughs> <laughs> this is a great yeah, thing. you're like, be mean to me, and they're like, "Oh, you're playing that computer game again. You're a layabout. Oh, seeing your friends, you're always out with the boys. What about me?" <laughs> yeah. and you're like, oh, I miss this. <laughs> But yeah, like really, it's going to make you feel empty, isn't it? Yeah. And you'll have have a disconnect. Because it's not the real thing. So then you've got 1984, which you can probably argue has predicted even more stuff. It's come even more embedded into popular culture. Like when when you look at the phrases like Big Brother, I mean, we use Big Brother all the time. You don't even really think of it as coming from 1984, necessarily. Or people that haven't read it would definitely not. Not know they just think oh Big Brother yeah that you' talking about like the eye in the sky or the, the CCTV watching yeah, the, you that go, thing, like, yeah that's yeah that's just a game show or the the game <laughs> show <in> Big Brother <laughs> that's what some people probably think it refers to they don't actually realise it's from nineteen eighty four they think it's from the show so when you're like oh yeah Big Brother Society they're like oh, they're like, oh, like oh the yeah all really have been filming everyone on the TV yeah, yeah, right, yeah. right okay yeah, not really. And like even like that's like quite quite a good example of the way that culture's gone. Cause say like Big Brother the Game Show, yeah. like the one in the UK. Like the first one was like quite innocent, like there was a, a Dick Dastardly character, like nasty Nick. Was he in the original? He was in the oh, first right. one. Yeah, who like yeah. didn't play the game by the rules, uh, yeah? And trying I was to pass people's secret little notes. I yeah. mean yeah. it was everyone hated him, didn't they? But yeah. looking back, he's quite legendary. Yeah, <laughs> and like all the audience <laughs> at home were like Can you believe this? Last Nick, it It was perfect, wasn't it? And then then they all sort of confronted him, like Nick. We know you've been lying, or whatever. (laughs) And and he was like, he he was like, you've been keeping notes. You've been keeping notes, Nick. Then he finally admits that he's lied, and then he goes into the diary room. You live by the sword, you die by the sword. It was so dramatic. Hated him, didn't they? It was so dramatic, and when they all kind of confronted him round the table, it was like the Last Supper or something they were like, we know you've been lying, Nick. And, and he had to confess his sins. And he's oh, like, I've you know. made a mistake. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like, say from that first one, as time went on, they got more and more sinister. sexualized And sinister. Yeah, the, yeah, there wasn't just like, you've been lying and you've been passing little notes around. It was like actual violence. And it yeah. wasn't just like, oh, these people had like a stowaway kiss. It was like full on like sex under the covers under the yeah. covers yeah. or like you know there was one season like it literally got to a point where there was like a girl masturbating in the back garden with a wine bottle no it wasn't yeah Kinga, Kinga. Well, who the hell was Kinga you missed that season mate <laughs> I mean she was just Channel 5 season that was like the most, don't most mean, isn't it? watched episode I didn't watch it was it Really? <laughs> <laughs> well, he didn't watch it on time because he <laughs> recorded it. <but. laughs> this girl, Kinga was her name, right? Yeah. She, like, went out and she was drunk. Because they were, like, as the time went on, they were plying and with more and more alcohol every season. Yeah. It, it, it was sort of like they were trying to encourage... You don't know what's the, going on when the cameras, what well, they don't show on the TV show as yeah, well. Yeah, and plus they probably picked the contestants. like. like they some, like, yeah. guy, guy that's like... Me, I'm a shag monster. <coughs> I'll shag anything that walks. And they're like, Yeah, this guy's perfect. He's gold. And then, like, some bimbo that like, I'm looking for a real muscle guy. And they're like, Perfect. It's <laughs> like, I won't have sex on the first date. Well, oh, I've only done it five times. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah, look. Depends how many WKDs I like, oh. am. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. But yeah, like, Big Brother is a great example of even how, like, one show that was on you know consecutively over like a decade or more like just the deterioration of that one show alone kind of gives you a window into like where our culture's gone like things have just become more and more obscene like going back to hip-hop like back a a video back in the 90s yeah there would be girls like shaking their booties or whatever but if you compare it to a cardi b or Nicki Minaj video or something now it's like these videos more like porn like they're they're so much more graphic and in, in your face and everything is enlarged, even the butts and the boobs are all, like, bigger, silicone <laughs> implanted. It's like everything's turned up to, to 11, it feels like. Just everything's so much more extreme. And it's, it's not just enough for people to be having, like, a kiss on Big Brother or something. They want a girl, like, masturbating in the back garden with a wine bottle. Bloody I mean. He's like how much lower can you sink? Yeah, I know. <laughs> Than this, and it and it really does feel like <laughs> we're, we're at um, rock bottom. <laughs> yeah, where's it go from here? <laughs> I mean, that did, it did predict quite a few other things, didn't it? Yeah, you've got Double Think and thought police. Like people use oh, it. Like, yeah, like, oh yeah, people use police. Oh yeah, yeah, thought yeah. police are coming. Like, it's like that film uh, Equilibrium, where. There's people that, uh, from the like, it's a dystopian future where... What a surprise. <laughs> uh, uh. Where uh, there's, like, a law enforcement which stop people from having any emotions, thinking for themselves. So really similar. It's called equilibrium. Like, like really similar when you think yeah, about to it Fortless. to the kind of themes in, like, Brave New World and 1984. Yeah. It's another version of thought police and thought crime. And this idea of, like, pre-crime it's in Minority, Minority Report, report. Yeah. where they have the precogs predicting the crime that's going to go down, and like this, this kind of like pre-crime idea. I mean, we were talking about the smart grid in the previous episode, and this could be a part of, say, the smart grid and the Internet of Things, and everyone being connected via Neuralink, like all, if all these things amalgamated together. Then something like pre-crime wouldn't be off the cards in terms of well, we know you're going to be to, you're going to commit a crime before you've even done it mm. because mm. we have so much data. So even ideas like that that seem really far-fetched. Yeah, you'll get yeah, you'll get like typed into a like a specific profile. He just you. found out his wife's had the affair. <laughs> <laughs> We've seen it through the older uh, neuralink, yeah, <laughs> through his Google glasses. He's mm. not happy. He's thinking bad thoughts. Yeah, people... He's, he's just got and bought a radio. gun. <laughs> okay, yeah, send the <laughs> squad. Yeah, he's pulled up to the place. You know what I mean? Like, they might wait, just like they did in Minority Report. They sort of waited, like, right up to the, the point laugh, where the person was rushing to the door or something and they were like, bam. Yeah. You know, so yeah. then you've got, like, intent, motive, the fact that they were just about to do it. And yeah, and you come in at the last minute. enough right to convict them and most people be like, Oh well, yeah, you know, the data's there, Yeah, that's that's enough. But then you're really living in a, a con, you know, I mean, that is total control. But funny how that is, like, the movies that we've just talked about are obviously quite recent movies, but echoes of these ideas from Brave New World in 1984 are just, like, found again and again. In well, they're more like 1984 because the book itself was, like, after... Second World War. So a bit different to Brave New World in the sense that it was like pre-National Socialist Party in Germany. Yeah, so it in came Germany. out in 1949. Right. So or- Orwell had already seen, uh, I mean, obviously he'd studied under Huxley Eaton, but prior to obviously Huxley not seeing the Second World War and having haven't lived through it, and it was Orwell's last book as well. So he's, I feel like he'd almost like not only say the best to last in his last book, but he'd already, refined, I think, some of Huxley's ideas a bit more. I mean, I know the books are different, but he'd almost taken it a step further, hadn't he? With the sort of, all the different companies in terms of the four police, you know? And yeah, everything. I felt like they'd gone down like slightly different roads. Like, Orwell had gone, but, um, Huxley had gone down the road of, okay, what if people like lived in this like perfect society where everyone's happy, but actually they're just like completely controlled. And they have had their freedoms taken away from them, but they kind of don't even mind because they come to love their servitude and Mm. they're so conditioned that they just like live in this prison, but they're they're not really aware of it. Mm. And Orwell was kind of going down the path of, or what if it was, like, a complete totalitarian state where they just, like, erase history, programme people, but with, like, pain and, like, an iron fist? So mm. like he was coming at it from more more of, like, a Soviet sort of, like, it's, view of, he, like what if that sort of went to its ultimate end? Well, it was even the ideas in 1984 when he was saying in London they had those big towers built that stood above, the, like, the glass pyramids that stood above everything else, so you, even amongst the other buildings, were aware of these towering, big glass pyramids that, yeah. that were big ministries for certain things, whether it was the Ministry for Love... or Where they torture people. ...people, or <laughs> the Ministry for Peace, was where they conducted how to take on wars, you know, yeah, all, right. it was all the reverse. Yeah, yeah so everything's inverted. So it's like war is peace, freedom is slavery, ignorance is strength... But the idea of the fact that the main character, Mr Smith, was was living in and held and bound into this real solitary life because they have all the screens everywhere and there's constant posters on the wall, like we mentioned, like, Big Brother is watching you, like the camera and the diary. And this was like a real aspect of Orr's vision, the fact that there were just TVs down the street, like we have advertising boards, and there'd be that, there, Every- be good don't talk to strangers, do your job. Keep your head down. Keep your head down. And pretty much everything's illegal. You can't have friends, you can't socialise, you can't uh, go dancing, you can't even keep a diary. Well, that's that's quite familiar recently. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) right. Exactly. Like, it really is. Sounds like they were in lockdown. That's kind of Winston's fallback in the book, isn't it? Because he does, that's the first thing that, He breaks the law, that's the first thing he does. He starts writing his thoughts down. That thoughts down, which you are not allowed to do. I think he could even get executed for it or something. It's like a real harsh punishment. And he's so alone. But for him just to be doing that is like almost the first idea that I'm not like everyone else. I don't want to live in this and he's putting a lot of risk and it's like a big thrill to be like going against the system, the system. even in some like tiny way mm-hmm. that like act of rebellion because the risks are so high it's like the ultimate thrill mm-hmm. but there's also things like Newspeak which is like they've changed not not only have they like erased history but they've also changed mm-hmm. language so the people that are, at the bottom rungs of society, like they don't even have the language to express the fact that they're not free. Mm. And that kind of relates to the time we're living in now. Like, obviously, mass surveillance, straight away you think of CCTV, and now we have computers, laptops, and phones that can track where we are, are and viewers view cameras Mm. and things. But then when you're looking at stuff like newspeak, you kind of think, well, yeah, that's like the kind of language that people text in or, say, like, the use of today. I'm sure they don't have the same vocabulary on the whole as people that are older than them or future generations. they probably text, like, what are you up to? Whatever it is. You text and it's always abbreviated, sure. It's, like the, it's phonetics, isn't it? We almost spell it when we text in just phonetics now, which is, like, the language. Yes, it's just a dumbing down yeah. of, like, society and then, like, Again, you look at celebrity culture and the people that are worshipped today, like the Kardashians or something. I mean, they're not exactly famous for like having a great vocabulary. They're like, oh my God, it's amazing. Like, yeah. But they're put on a massive pedestal. Yeah, so. so it's like everything's just being dumbed down and it's kind of this same idea of like, if you don't give them the, the, the tools, the language to even understand or compute or express the situation they're in, then they'll never be able to... To get out of it, mm. that that's when sort of winsome actually, because because he actually does start displaying the language. I always thought the mad part in the book is because he recognises the guy in the factory who's like the level above him. Yeah, like, yeah, and he's like he's like a boss. But he so thinks he's got something in his eye. like eyes that sort of give him away. That he thinks he's an intellect, and he might be a bit like Winston, even though he does his job and he breaks the rules. But he wonders, like, is he a revolution? I forget what his boss's name was. Yeah. And he, for Winston, already he'd be taking this massive gamble Bruce of doing, of doing writing, a writing diary. Sports, he yeah. already feels like I'm I like right should openly say Saint, something, which is like huge. Yeah. Because because they, like, yeah, they could turn him in. Yeah, it's that like Stasi-German like, Stasi that being a Jew or something. Like, yeah, a Jew, Jew next door. Yeah that's, I mean? the, like, yeah, that's the point. Straight, straight away, it seems so outrageous in the book, but then straight away you do think of Nazi Germany or you do think like, I, mean, I bet, I bet there was a time where it was like this in Soviet Russia or in Cambodia or in mm, yeah. China or <laughs> like where you, where you couldn't dare speak against the party and if someone heard you, then they might... Report you and you know, well, that, <laughs> that is happening. If anyone likes Hollywood celebrities, like there was someone, oh, it was the guy from Fast and the, the New Fast and the Furious. Um, and he, um, he basically acknowledged that Taiwan was a country, which goes completely against what the CCP have. They're like, that's not a country, and he's had to like do like <laughs> an, a massive apology, to, like in Chinese. This guy, American actor, speaking Chinese. To, and send to the Chinese people, like, oh, I got it completely wrong. I said something I didn't know what I was talking about. Because if that doesn't happen, like, China will be like, no, can't show Fast and the Furious Eight in China. And they'll miss out on like millions yes. and millions of dollars worth of revenue, which they wanted to get. That, yeah. that reminds me of this, like a Rick and Morty episode. And Jerry's like, you're a wonderful planet. And they're <laughs> like, oh my God, he said that we're a planet. Because like, they haven't been considered a planet because oh, like, yeah. <laughs> there are certain... Well, like I mean, Pluto, he's like, it's not, it's not it's really not a, it's planet. a planet. So, like, I saw, I, saw this, <laughs> I saw this on a meme, actually, but I thought it was a pretty good breakdown. It says, Orwell feared those who were bad books. Huxley feared no one would want to read books. Orwell feared the truth would be concealed from us. Huxley feared the truth would be drowned in a sea of irrelevance. In 1984, people were essentially controlled by pain. But in Brave New World, people were controlled through pleasure. Orwell's fear was that fear itself would ruin us, and Huckley's fear was that our own desires would ruin us. Well, aren't they both? Yeah, I was going to say they uh, aren't they both, both. Both of them, both right, right. in a sense, yeah. 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 Because yeah. like all the parallels we've just drawn between the books and what our society is like, especially today, and where it's heading, like it, it is a mix of the both, yeah, for sure, or. Maybe one way I see it is, like, maybe one is the end of a capitalist society and one is the end of a communist, fascist kind of society. Like, the Orwell one is just, like, complete totalitarian takeover, whereas the Huxley one is more like a capitalist utopia or something. Utopia, but, but it's... But like I said... They're not uh, a utopia. A, 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 capitalist, a demolition man. Yeah, a demolition man sort of breakdown of these are all the great things that you could have they are going to ultimately come up price. Obviously, there's a lot of stuff there that hasn't come true yet. Yeah. Like, for example, women can yeah. still have babies, but, OK, more and more women are having miscarriages. We know there's shit pumped into the food. We know there's... God knows what's going on with the vaccines and, like... So much could happen, it's not difficult to imagine a scenario where women couldn't have babies in the future. Yeah. And a lot of the more far-fetched ideas that are in both books, even though they haven't happened, you kind of think, well, if we carry on going the way that we are, it's even clearer now that that they probably will happen. Mm. And it does make you think, what kind of insight did both Huxley and Orwell have? And considering they were from Eaton, and we know that Huxley was connected with people that were pretty high up in society. It really does make make you think these guys were the first people to kind of offer up these warnings. You could class it as pre-programming, but you could also see it as warnings. warnings. And that And that is how I see it. Subconsciously, like you said, they could be putting the pieces together without the echelons of power, knowing they were doing so. Yeah. Or, the echelons of power wanted Huxley to overhear those few whispers, those odd few whispers. Yeah. So he would put that stuff into the book. So people, like I said, when it comes to surveillance, state, like in 1984, where there's CCTV everywhere, well, yeah. there's CCTV everywhere now. You're like, yeah, they really not, we're not saying anything about it. So. Yeah. I mean, they could possibly that way they could that. it to him to, for him, like you said, to go on and Write right. a book about it. So, well, the thing is, like, people just about had. What well, did they have? Hot, like eight millimeter film, like in like World War Two. Mm. People didn't have TVs in their homes, did they? No, like, I mean, that time. you would go to a cinema to watch stuff. So, for him to come up with like the idea of TVs yeah, like stuff, in whatever. everyone's houses and being filmed constantly, the technology was so new. Like, it's crazy that even the people that were in power would have known that that was going to be mm. something. Well, mm. they, who knows That's what mm. technology they had back evening. I know, they, like, they're always 30s. way more advanced than way what we've got. Yeah, yeah, they're, like, it's not, years ahead. It's not just a few they've iPhones and guns and shit, haven't <laughs> they? Mm. they have you not, heard about that? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but the, but the, thing, the thing is, like, I'm pretty sure, like, there's a declassified government document, which said, and this was from, I think it was World War Two, how they knew they would basically use the radio to promote things in the war and keep people's morale up in the war. Yeah. In this, and so they knew about manipulation of the radio at that point. So they 100% You, it. They've just moved it to TV and the internet now. But yeah, 100% so at the point broken. where they were like, wow, we can be a voice in someone's home. Yes. The manipulation started. Yes. Mm. I know it was happening with okay. newspapers before, like what we were saying with the Titanic. But yeah, but as soon as technology got involved. Yeah. And, and there's classified declassified documents which so say that they have found this out and it's a great way to manipulate people. Yeah, right. And they, they, <laughs> there's a, like, a document which says that, do you think they were just like, oh, but we're not going to use that. You know what I mean? I mean, what have we got to (laughs) gain? Except everything. (laughs) I hope you enjoyed that episode of The Schism. We've got plenty more episodes on the way. In the meantime, follow us on our Instagram at schism.tv keep watching the skies